Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning duties of the heart, Hodot Halevavot, by Rabbi Ba'iya Ibn Pakuda, and we're right now learning the gate, the gate of the wholehearted devotion of all acts, and how to become wholeheartedly devoted to Hashem. And he's he's been explaining Rabbi Pakuda the last few weeks about how the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, really is very strong and it tries to get inside of us and tries to pull us away from God. That's his job, really. That's the job of the Yetzer Hara, is to take us away. But in reality, this Yetzer Hara is there to make us stronger. That's the whole purpose of it. He wants us to take us away, but deep, deep, deep inside, it's a creation of God, so we can say, no way, leave me alone and let me follow Hashem and gain merit. So we were talking about doubts, about how the Yetzer Hara puts doubts inside of us and makes us question everything. And sometimes even not believe in the Torah and not believe in Hashem. So today, he's going to talk about doubts about serving the Creator, about serving Hashem. And then when it gives a hope of misleading you in these matters, like when he, a person, he hasn't been able to take you away from believing that God is everything, because this was last week, he was talking that he tries to make us see that the world is not everything is Hashem, but there's other forces. Once we are able to, with our intellect to comprehend that everything is Hashem, then he will come and he will give us a mislead, he will mislead us in these matters and he will try to seduce you in, re, in respect to the duty of serving God. It will say to you that a, that a being serves another being when the later needs the former services. Since the Creator, may He be exalted, does not need our services. He doesn't really need us and that does require our works. Your service of Him is meaningless and pointless. So it's going to say, you know, for God, He's too big. He's too big. Do you think He really cares about you? You're so little. Do you think that Hashem really cares if you turn on the switch on Shabbos or you don't turn on the light on Shabbos? Like right now, he has to deal with coronavirus. He has to deal with lootings. He has to deal with all this craziness going in the world. You think that he cares if Margie turns on a light on Shabbos? Is it really going to make a difference for him? This is the Yetzer Hara talking. But then, if you contemplate in your mind and you start dwell, dwelling into, into all the favors that Hashem has made for you, you start counting your brahas and blessings and you see how Hashem really takes care of you every day of your life and He makes open miracles for you, then you're going to say, no, I'm sorry, but I know Hashem cares. If He cares that I have something to eat every day, He cares that I have a, a roof on top of my, my head every night, and I have clean sheets, and I have food in my table, and I have clothes to wear, you think that He doesn't care if I turn a, a switch on on Shabbos or not? For sure He cares. And also, if we look, Hashem created the world through the Torah. The Torah is the blueprint of creation. This is His architectural plan for the world. So if Shabbos is in the Torah, for sure it's important for him. If not, he would, wouldn't have put it there. It's more. He made seven days. Six you shall work, seven, the seventh day you shall rest. He made it for a purpose. So for sure he cares. So then 
when it gives up hope of seducing you in these matters, the Yetzirah Hara, it will try to raise doubts in your mind about prophecy. And it, 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 it will start doing Lashonara about the prophets and the Torah and the Torah's authenticity and necessity. If, however, you oppose it with the aid of your intellect and fight it with the arguments mentioned earlier in, this, in the third gate of this book, all these doubts will be dispelled from your heart. So if you look at, 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 at the Torah and you read about Moshe Rabbeinu and he was the greatest of the greatest of, of all prophets. There's not been a Moshe since Moshe. You know, from Moshe to Moshe, nobody like Moshe. And, and, and you read about the Haftaras that are all the prophecies of the, of, the, of the prophets and you read them every Shabbos and your mind will start like dwelling, dwelling in all these matters. You're going to say, no, if, if they're there, it's because they're, they matter. It's important. They, 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 they have said everything they have prophesied has happened. So how can you go against it? And then if you are able to withstand this test, doubts about the oral law will come into you. When it gives up hope of misleading you in this matter, it will try to make you doubt the tradition, the Mesorah, that has been transmitted from generation to generation. It will say to you that what reason prescribes and what is written in scripture are both true. But what our masters of blessed memory thought is not essential and its acceptance is not a duty. So it will try to convince you, you know, yeah, follow the Torah, follow the Humash. It's not going to tell you not to do that because you already are over that. And he'll tell you, yes, the Humash, the Torah, the actual written Torah, yes, that you have to follow. But whatever, the oral is all the interpretations of all these rabbis. It's, it's what they interpreted. Who knows if they're right? If it, uh, how can you know that a car, how could they know that there were going to be cars? And now they tell you, you cannot ride a car on Shabbos. That's part of the oral Torah. But 2,000 years ago, there was no cars. 3,300 years ago, there was no cars. And they will, this, this Yetzirah, will try to convince you not to follow the oral Torah. So the oral Torah really is the explanation of the, of the written Torah. It's in the written Torah, it tells you you should eat this and you should not eat this. Then the oral Torah goes more into depth and explaining you how to deal with these laws. So, but if you contemplate the matter, you will see that what reason prescribes as well as what is written in scripture are both greatly in need of tradition, for without the tradition, neither of them can be properly fulfilled. So you'll see, if you have a, a seichel, you have intellect, you have intelligence, you'll see, yeah, in the Torah it says, okay, you should not cook the kid in, the, in its mother's milk. That's all it says. So literally you would say, okay, you cannot cook the baby calf with the m mother's milk. But then you go to the oral Torah and it starts explaining to you that you cannot mix milk and meat, you cannot cook it together, you cannot eat it together. If you eat meat, you have to wait six hours to have a coffee with milk and all these laws, but they go hand in hand. If you don't follow the oral Torah, how are you going to be able to fulfill the written Torah? So, so we see here that, the, that as our masters of blessed memory said, the Torah is interpreted by means of the 13 principles of faith. The Mesorah, the oral tradition, is a fence for the Torah. It's a fence. It protects it. So moreover, the Torah itself refers us to the oral tradition for an understanding of the details in application of the laws as it is written. So we see from here that when you understand all this, the doubt will end 
and you will be certain of knowledge and gain from recent scripture and tradition. So I'm going to leave you here. The next week we'll continue with more doubts that are trying that the Yetzer Hara tries to put into our heads. And it's interesting because you see it. You see it in real life. You see people that really uh, they have doubts. They doubt the oral Torah. They they go by the written Torah. They do everything the Humash, the Torah says, but they will will not abide by the by the oral Torah. And at the end of the day, they're one and the same. They go together. It's like when you buy um, a, a product and it, it comes with the instructions. You can turn it on and off and do whatever you your 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 um, intelligence has, allows you to do. But if you learn more about it, you're going to understand that there's different ways of, of working this machine. The same thing is with the Torah and the Oral Torah. They go hand in hand. It's the instructions for the Torah. So I leave you here and I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.